0: Welcome to A New Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Monique Sayers, and today's guest is Anya Simmons. A New Paradigm of Education is an evolution in ed- education. We all know the old story where the teacher is sitting out the front of the classroom. This is the old paradigm of education. As we've moved through the last two years after the pandemic, we've noticed massive change and revolution within education. This podcast is not about the pandemic, but it's about creating solutions and create creative um, ideas about what we can do to create a new evolution of education together, one that's gonna be insightful and helpful for our children, for our students of the world. I believe that everybody is an educator, whether you're a parent, a coach, a mentor, or a teacher. This is why I've invited all different guests from across the world to be part of a new Paradigm of Education podcast. So with that in mind, I'd love to introduce you to today's guest. And her name is Anya Simmons. So she's trained originally as a British nanny, a yoga teacher, and a parenting coach. And she's the mother of two. After a decade of raising the children, um, her family, um, it's no surprise that Anya's experience didn't quite apply when it came to raise her own. It wasn't until she discovered yoga that she realized that whilst raising her children, she was also raising herself. That's powerful. Anya is a retreat and space holder for women around the world, and she hosts Parenting Differently podcasts and coaches parents. Anya's first book, Parents from This Place, is an international bestselling book that everybody should also, also check out. Um, and How Yoga Changed the Way a Parent is also available on Amazon. So I would love to invite you to share a little bit about it yourself, Anya, with our, our podcast today. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here on this, you know, uh, new paradigm. That's like exciting to be a part of that. So yeah, as you said, um, I started life. I'm in Canada now, but I am from England <clears throat> and I came to Canada as a trained British nanny and I'd helped raise many people's children in Europe and over here. And I thought I knew it all, I thought parenting would be easy. And um, I then had, now my kids are big now, I have a 23 year old and a 20 year old. And I really thought it would just be, oh, I love babies, this will be fun. (laughs) And I had no idea how life altering and changing it would be for me um, to uh, raise two unique little people. And um, the work was always in me and how i showed up and really leaving them alone (laughs) it's the best part uh, parenting advice ever like let them be and and work on your own stuff and so i was so entangled in my parenting um i was carrying loads of stress loads of fear and uh, when i started to take yoga classes it was really just as in oh i get an hour away (laughs) from children and uh, it just developed into something so massive for me of just knowing myself and finding moments on my mat that uh, i was completely present or completely okay with myself or completely in that breath and they were brief moments i mean at yoga yoga was not my thing for a long time i found it very uncomfortable on the mat i could not touch my toes sitting was uncomfortable lifting my arms was uncomfortable finding my breath was uncomfortable and um but it just slowly started to seep into my every day taking yoga off the mat is really where the lessons are and so then i went on to study yoga and i just noticed a huge difference in um, my parenting when i would parent from that place <laughs> there you go, my book
0: <laughs> that's amazing i really love that you became the embodiment of the work and i think that in itself is the work isn't it sure embody what you first do and then in turn that your children are able to then be able to learn that through not through you teaching them but by through you embodying that practice and yeah i know for myself as well um when i became like when i was teaching um before i was awakened and before i was into meditation it was completely different to what it is now where I know that if I'm at peace that automatically the children's responses would be that of peace. Um, it's really beautiful and I really love your work. There's so many questions I could ask around it. I think I want to start with like maybe yoga as in terms of yoga Um practices that you do that maybe you could do with children as well or practices that if you do that you notice that you can notice a change in children i know ultimately we're saying the changes is within us so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like how do you separate that question but i know a lot of people like to have kind of tangible things and ideas like that as well so would that be helpful if we could share something like that
1: absolutely i'll try um so i think um It first starts with that self compassion. Take the pressure off. You know, you don't have to, you're not trying to do more than what you can. Right. And I have found that if I take a moment to just stand and breathe, I feel myself up in my head and I'm really anxious and I place one hand on my chest and one hand on my belly. That's a real go-to place for me. And just feeling my touch, you know, feeling warmth, feeling, feeling, uh, bringing me into this moment. What happens and I don't have to say that to the kids. They'll notice that I'm I do, I, like, hang on, mum just needs a moment, you know, and take a breath, feel my feet, be really present to that, and then carry on with whatever was going on, right? And those, uh, it's those little pieces that you live with and then kids absorb that. You'll see them themselves know to take a breath. Hey, I'm getting out of control, let me get a breath, right? We're not saying you can't be out of control. We're not saying you shouldn't have strong emotions here's a few steps that you can do to bring you back
0: that's perfect I really love that I just love that um so simple isn't it just being able to take a breath is um amazing and can I ask you what um, encouraged you or inspired you to start your yoga journey in the first place like why yoga or I mean there's all different types of tools out there isn't there but what was the the thing within you that was like yes this is it for me
1: yeah, actually, it, um, a, a friend of mine, I had dabbled in yoga a little bit. I was uh, did some yoga when I was pregnant with my daughter and I just thought of it as it was a good thing. I didn't really, I found sitting with myself so excruciatingly painful and so like, oh my God, when is this over, right? So I, I came from that place. I definitely didn't come from a place of, oh, I, I love this. So it took a long time um, for me to be more in the meditation side and the excuse me the uh taking classes a friend of mine um had just graduated and was starting classes and it worked out it was a time i could go i think my kids must have been four and six something like that i'm thinking and um i just it became a sanctuary to just do this one thing for me every week and that's what sort of it i did it i think for something like three years, four years, just w- once a week, uh, an hour and a half yoga class with this teacher. And it just spoke to me so deeply. And I saw the changes. I saw the changes almost instantly from uh, driving my car and I'm holding the steering, and, and my whole body is tense. So, yeah, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, I said, I'm not driving an ambulance. I, you know, those moments to just pause a second and, or, okay. I, I think for years and years, and I think this is for many of us, I was just a head walking around. I was so unaware of my body. It just did its thing. I would go to the gym, I would, you know, I liked exercise. Um, but this whole going inwards, it was a therapy sort of, of kind of really like, wow, my body's incredible. It breathes. I mean, I never even thought of breath before, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: that's that's so beautiful that's a lot of wisdom that you can share because you do mentor also like parents so you're like a conscious parenting coach like how do you what kind of what would you be saying to somebody like that would would like your support out there around what they could do to help themselves or help their children to feel more more at peace um, and whatever you want to call it
1: absolutely absolutely and I know for myself when I would um meditate I would just come down the stairs and in an instant I'm back to being irritated that people didn't do what they're supposed to, that people, children didn't do what they were supposed to, or maybe my husband. <laughs> Nobody was doing what they were supposed to while I was meditating. And um, so I, um, I help parents and mostly mothers is really my, my side of things because I got so lost in parenting. I was so meshed in my kids' lives like bloody, lean back lady, take a step back, like let them be. And I felt that only I could save them and only I could keep them happy. And so I carried all of that. So assuming there are lots of mothers like that, m- my approach is often bringing in the yoga, the side of things. Now I'm well aware I'm a white lady taking uh, parts of the yoga tradition that, that spoke to me. It's a very deep and rich practice. And it, it you know, it's not my tradition. So I just want to honor that. But I, the th- parts that I found on the mat, um, and studied, uh, would really help me. So it would be the breath, it would be in the body. It would be just find your feet a second. It would t- be maybe reach your arms out to the side and overhead a minute to get those ribs moving, um, being aware of the energy that I then bring into the room. So if I'm stomping up the stairs, cause I'm really fed like guys, it's the end of the day, I've had enough, I can't parent anymore. You know, like, what can I do to change that? And that's all on me. You're never going to have perfect kids. You shouldn't be aiming for that, right? You're never going to have kids that you go, Oh, mommy said go brush our teeth and put up a job. So let's go do that. I've never experienced that. Not even in nanny, (laughs) you know? And so, um, accepting myself allows me the opportunity to then accept them just as they are, right? But work on me. Like if you want your kids more kind, if you're feeling like they get, they're a little cheeky, they're, they're speaking back or, wow, why aren't the kids like really putting effort in? We bring that all onto them. No, where are you not being kind, right? Where are you not being um, compassionate to yourself? Where are you not really going out your comfort zone, right? It, to me, it, it's all that tradition. Like you mentioned earlier, it's not standing at the front and teaching it's being in it, living it, embodying it and messing it up, saying, sorry, asking for forgiveness and go and messing up, right? It, that's okay. There's, uh, My kids will be more than happy to come on and tell people how um, imperfect I am, right? And that's okay. That's not the aim. The aim is a human experience, right?
0: Yeah, I love, I really love that. Of course, it's always coming back to our own wisdom. And I also feel that's a key of the new paradigm um, of education is (laughs) almost like our generation of the old paradigm. So there's a lot that we need to transmute within ourselves. And I feel like the children already are there as the new paradigm, they don't need to do anything. They're just showing up as they are. One minute they're angry, one minute they're happy, and then they are like enjoy like, oh, hello, how can I, you know, <laughs> you know, everything just washes over them. There's no baggage, no holding on. And so it's like a decluttering and an understanding of how can we as space holders, as educators, and as parents, and I don't believe that either is separate. I think that everybody is an educator. Um, as well and everybody's a student as well i believe even like if you think about a student of yoga like a student of the divine a student a student of life like Mm
1: -hmm. i feel
0: like both of those energies are the same um but i think the more that we can just take that responsibility like you're sharing and be able to work out even just one step per day like what's one thing i can do per day that's going to shift that and I, i really love how you're saying just to place your hand on your heart and just simply just stop
1: for a few moments even when there's you know, maybe chaos going around the yeah, room. Yeah, that's, that's the key, isn't it? It's easy to do when it's all going smoothly. It's in the chaos that you want to find those steps, right? And I often think about this idea of dropping from your head to your feet when you really wound up with stuff. Just feel your feet because you just transition a minute. It gives you that pause. You sort of go, oh, notice my socks, notice my toes, notice my shoes, notice the ground, whatever it be, it gives you that physical process to get out your head of the worries and the fears and we're doing this and we haven't done that they like go all, all what's going on you know um, and I love what you say too because kids live in the moment they just they're there they, they don't have time and so we got to meet them there rather than get them to where we are now yes you have to get to places yes you have to but I realized for myself so often I was in the oh we got to so do this we got to do this we got to do this so I wasn't in the moment so i'm not meeting them there yes all the things can happen but it doesn't make it faster it just creates a different energy
0: yeah it's like um, an energy of resistance and again that's also i keep referring back to the paradigm it's just because mm-hmm. obviously the book that we wrote is the new paradigm of education and for me it's just this um wisdom that i received around what is a new paradigm and part of that was there's no resistance there's flow And I feel like the world that we're living in has become so fast paced with so many different challenges and obstacles. And I don't really like the term rat race, but it has that energy of rat race if we allow it to be there. And what I think has been beautiful with what's happened with the world in terms of um, the pandemic and the pause um, in in the earth is we've all actually had a chance to take a pause within, reset within and rebirth something within. So there's a chance to create something and to flow with something and to you know allow things to come that maybe we don't like like look at what's happened so many things have happened and we can Gosh. either be in resistance of that or we can just be in a flow with that and i think it's really beautiful that we have this moment that we can recreate and rebirth education and rebirth life actually on a whole
1: right because it all ties in yes yeah
0: totally yeah um did you want to share anything more about your book like parent uh, from this place because i'd love to hear more about it
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a really weird experience for me uh, and growth experience for me because I had never planned to write a book. I don't know if that was in in your your plan for your book. And um, I just felt I, I kept feeling again, the divine connection. But in my meditation, I call it my inner voice and saying I need to get bigger and let more people know there are options, there are choices. You know, this motherhood martyrdom, the the expectations, even that we have then on teachers, if we want to bring it to the teachers, assuming that they just can do, you know, 30 kids in a class and, and you know, they, they, they've they got a boss and they've got a boss, all of these different things. And so for me, it was really, I think finally maybe sitting with and acknowledging how much yoga changed the way I parented because it allowed me to find the place. We, we dream of being a great parent, right? We want to be a good mom. We want to be, a good person we we want our kids to be good people we want you know you can go on and on but it has to start within and it Mm. has to start with um yourself you know and so that's really i think was then i started to write and it was just constantly downloading in and and in the book i have um these lovely pockets of pause because i think that's really where, where you can bring yoga in every day right and it's a pose and it's a mantra and it's a breath work and it just kind of, you could open the book and any of these, I think there's like eight in there and just, you know, have a moment to go, right. Oh, I need something. I'm not going to go for Red Bull. I'm not going for coffee. I'm not going for like letting my anger come forward. I'm going to take a pause. And then from there, come forward from there, pick up the kids from there. Make dinner from there be be like, you know what? No wonder I'm feeling like this. Maybe I need to, you know, I, I, I'm running on empty. I mean, kids are very needy. <laughs> kids are very, very needy. And uh, so that that all of those things inspired the book and then it just kind of evolved from there.
0: That's beautiful. Um, as you said that, my daughter just walked into the room. and <laughs> you said, kids are needy. I'm like, oh, here she comes. <laughs> I have taken over her room, so she's in, in, in entitled to come in. <laughs> anyway, she's gone again. Um, it's just an experience, everybody who's listening, Motherhood and, yeah, and um, shifting the world all at once. <laughs> Um, You know what I'd love? I don't know if you feel comfortable to share it on a podcast or not, but I love mantra. I think mantra is like a gift from God. And I I know that a lot of people probably don't even like that word, God. I'm not saying God. It's like higher consciousness. It's your heart, whatever you want to call it out there, listeners. And for me, whatever, it's just that moment of feeling within yourself. Mantras have really transformed my own personal life. Um, If you felt comfortable, would you like to share just one mantra, like either as a sound or just the words and just explain what it is because i would like to feel that for myself and then also maybe i could use that um to teach my children that mantra perhaps mm-hmm. is there one that comes to mind that would be useful
1: there's uh so you, i'm gonna do, use one what's come most to mind because there, there's ones i use that are actually from the yoga tradition soham and uh, Shivaya. there's different ones but peeling all that back for me it is right here right now all is well. Mm. And I say that to myself regularly now. I said that when my kids are small because, and even though if I, and again, say hands on your heart, hands on your belly, like connect to yourself a second, even sit down with a cup of tea and feel the warmth of the tea and right here, it's right here, all is well.
0: That's really powerful. I really, um, <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I really love that. Oh,
1: thank you. Because I think it's, Your mind then goes, yeah, but it's not because I haven't, oh, but, so, but right in this particular moment, right here, right now, all is well. It's like your shoulders relax, your jaw relax. You you have to do it a few times to really believe it. And then you go deal with life, right? But right here, right now, all is well. I I, I found that throughout the pandemic for myself at home, you know, and, and all what we all went through. And worrying about my kids' future and my business future and my husband's business. A lot of those things going on, but right here, right now, in this moment, all is well.
0: That's really that's really beautiful. I really think that um, it's very simple and very easy mm. and helpful. Do you also talk about using different colours and things Um In the mantras, I just think, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the mind of a child that enjoys colors.
1: (laughs) You know, maybe
0: there's this excitement. Like I have this kind of curiosity about it and I'm, I'm feeling myself as a child, like, could you like like to the colours match to the chakras or how does it work exactly? Like I'd like to just have a little bit of something that I want to translate into what I would use as an educator. That's uh, why I'm asking you these questions. You might be like, what is she doing? But I'm thinking of it from how I could use it in my own teaching or how I could help my children with it. I'm translating it into that. So,
1: (laughs) Okay, so one that I used a lot when I was teaching kids with anxiety is um, we would work with a pose and then would add it a colour, right? And generally... um, I mean kids yoga is very different to adult yoga so it's um we would do something say like I am strong and you'd have them stand in a pose that feels strong for them there's a warrior sequence if you're into yoga you can find the warrior yeah exactly and um you know or even mountain just standing tall I am strong right and then we would say I am brave I am bold And we would work through those and the energy switch in the kids for that. So I would have them imagine that they're painting their feet a color, right? I would have them imagine painting their heart a color. Um, And so that they could really sort of embody that. And then we would discuss, you know, okay, well, what changed now? Because you could just feel it instantly in the room. So for kids, I would use different mantras. Uh, I, I love the idea of I am safe that's a good one right that I'm I you know I am safe I'm strong I'm bold I'm brave whatever it is that they're working on Um, I did use chakras a little bit but I find that kids just have such wonderful imaginations with it that it could just really be more in in where they're at i'd love to share a breath work actually that would be great for an educator if that's
0: okay oh yeah i would love to i'd love to witness that and i really love hearing um i love how you're able to explain all of that information um for myself as well because um i have yeah i have studied the chakras as well and i I, and i love the idea that the, the rainbow colors and you know, it sounds all beautiful, but then maybe it is limiting children's imagination, like you're saying. So I'm actually just receiving that wisdom that you're sharing in right. that reflection back that, you know, maybe they don't want to focus on red at that moment. Maybe they see blue or maybe they don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And so I really love that you've reflected that back to me. Thank you so much. That was Thank really powerful. Are. And I'm inspired <laughs> to go and, um, yeah, to just experiment a little bit more with my own, my own daughter. And, um, the children as well. And I'd really love I love breath work. So of course, I'd love to okay. uh, witness that. So yes.
1: Gonna, so with volcano breath. So this is what it would sound like you'd have your hands in prayer position at your heart and you breathe in three times, we're going to raise them up. And then as you exhale, you're letting go of something so so sorry, if I breathe really loudly down someone's ear there, I realized I did that rather loud. Uh, But what kids love about that is it's the way of the breath and the body really coming together. So we would have them. um, And this works great, actually, in a classroom setting, Never mind in a yoga class is the idea, you know, if a kid is really out of sorts, or can't handle something or isn't sharing or isn't feeling up to participating is just having a day, um, as we should all be allowed to. Uh, This is a great way of saying, Okay, what's going on a little bit, but you know, maybe it's like, Oh, Billy wasn't nice or something and they can do that and the exhale would be there throwing into the universe the energy of Billy not being nice or their sister or brother were not pleasant for us. It can be, you know, I actually use it myself, even though it's a kids yoga breath. Like if I'm just, um, you know, someone's really peed me off a driver or uh, as I'm driving or any of uh, my husband, poor boy, he, pe- he pees me off a lot, you know, and so it's just, you know, getting rid of it as a way of physics, and kids love this idea, you're a volcano and you're about to erupt, but you're using the breath work, the three sharp inhales, right, oxygen right in, and the exhale, surrender, let go, release.
0: That's so beautiful, and maybe just um, for me myself, just to remember it, and also maybe for the podcast guests. So your hands were touching together, almost like a prayer position at the heart. That was like the first yeah,
1: point. That's sort of the start. of it. And then where and does it, it go in- from there? Does it
0: go to the middle of the face, or does it go anywhere no, no, specific? Do any
1: of the connection. No, it's just the thinking of a volcano. You're standing with your feet a little wider. Okay. And then the breaths in are what moves your hands up over your face and up overhead. So through the nose, so you'd go inhale 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 then they're overhead and then it's overhead and then there's your eruption of your um volcano as your arms come back down to your side but you exhale through the mouth here
0: (sighs) ah okay okay (laughs) that's great and are children able to process that fast breathing i've never tried it with children
1: yeah yeah they love it and I, i i mean i don't Get caught up on that. Maybe they're even doing it through their no their mouth. It doesn't who cares? It doesn't. Yeah. The idea is that they're really feeling in their body that they have the power to release something, to let something go.
0: Wow. And do you do it once, or do you do it like a few times, well, you or does do it just it a depend? Few
1: times. And um, I mean, it gets kind of funny if you let them. You know, you could. Who, who what what is irritating you you know and maybe it's the mom is going off across the universe maybe they're getting rid of the sibling maybe you know so we i mean in school setting you probably have to be a little more structured in what you can let go of but i think it's just a lovely way of um you know maybe they didn't get first in line and they wanted to hold the door open maybe they didn't get their turn you know these little things build up in their bodies for you know just um not life altering, but enough of them life altering. And so for me, this is just a beautiful way of really giving their power back to them, that they can let go of stuff, they can release that. And then they laugh, they're laughing about it. They're like, homework is often the one most of the kids when I did the preteens, you know, wanted to let's get rid of this stress of homework, the stress of having math, the stress of doing something you, you don't feel you're good at, you know, and so it's just a tool, just another tool.
0: I love it it's amazing it's so useful do you usually then like put them in a circle and they can talk about what they experienced or like what do you do after yeah, absolutely.
1: that absolutely yeah yeah we do it as part of um uh and some kids are really want to share and some not so much so that's okay too I usually come from my own position like oh you know on I was very upset because my daughter was supposed to walk my dog today and she didn't and how oh, it's raining. And now, I'm, you know, I would just make up or we usually I have something I'm irritated about. And so that they can really just see that it's a human to a human, that even as an adult, you do not have it all together. I certainly don't, you don't mm-hmm. know all the answers, but this in itself creates this idea of, and, and many of them would say, you know, they'd come home from school. I remember with my son. He was uh, is a very sort of sensitive guy, much more than my daughter was in terms of picking up energy around him. And he was often in trouble, and so he carried all of that. And it would be sort of he'd come home and they're ratty or they're not so nice or they're like, you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And rather than get in his face and get talking, like let's just go, go to your room. Why don't you go to your room and do a few volcanoes and really let it out? Mm. They, and they would, you know, they would love that.
0: I really love that. I wish I could ask you like for 20 tips. It's
1: <laughs> <That's> so powerful. <laughs> They're really,
0: yeah, that's amazing. I really think that's so useful for everybody to, to, um, to hear. And you also mentioned something about like uh, how powerful yoga can be like for transitions and things like in schools, mm-hmm. like I imagine, or even in life, like when there's busyness going on, like, could you explain more about that?
1: Sure, sure. So, and in- for most kids when they move from one activity to another, it can be hard going and then I'm thinking of in the school setting setting the regular school system. Um, you know they've come in from playtime and then you're like sit down and read or they've come in uh, they've just done gym and now we, we want to transition to being focused and concentrating. And I don't know, know about you, but that's pretty hard You your energy's all over the place you just ran around um, or you, you know, maybe you're coloring and now you can't now you have to go out. So those transitions are tricky for adults and definitely for children. And you know, it's nothing wrong with the child. This is just, it is tricky, a tricky thing. So uh, what I found was um, if we take a moment and, and transition their energy first, then they're more receptive to it. And by that, I mean, we could so say let's do the coming in from outside right and now it's like okay no more playing around now we're getting to work let's let's get serious (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if people say that but anyway and so um (laughs) it's a lovely way to say i would like you all to stand as mountains so you're just standing in an upright position hands by your side and feel your feet right you could sort of start with let's we're coming in let's all find our mountain pose and then balancing poses are fantastic for transitions so it could be tree pose. And you don't have to even know the names or do anything specific, Kids like that, but, but it doesn't, you could also call it whatever fits you. And standing on one leg, it's really tricky to do if your mind's elsewhere, even for children, right? And we wanna bring in the breath, make sure you're breathing. You don't even have to have a particular breath, make sure you're breathing and you're standing on, say you're, if I talk it through you, so if you're standing on your left leg and you open up your right leg so that your right foot is to the inside of the left leg, That's kind of like your tree branch right and kids are great because their imaginations are right in there what kind of tree are you what you know is it windy where you are a tree you know like it balances a little off and then raising your arms up overhead however you want or keeping them at your heart and then find your breath and this only needs to be a little short activity to help them bring their mind back to this moment their body back to this moment we can't assume we know what's going on in their heads we can't assume we know how they're feeling, you know, uh, it's hard for us. And that um, there's many different balancing poses. I don't, I don't have to tell you all of them, but the, the trees are standard one. Another one is crane, where you actually would bring your knee out in front instead of out to the side, that might be a bit easier. And don't worry about the logistics of if they're really balancing or if they're holding on, they know themselves, they're fine. They, they've got it doesn't matter how it is, it's the energy of coming back. And for the teacher too right, to be part of that transition.
0: That's really powerful. And imagine even starting that as a day in the school, you know, in the assembly, instead of the, the principal saying, everybody stand straight or whatever they say. Yeah. <laughs> what about everybody stand like a tree? Let's, you know, let's, let's have a nice day. Let's focus on something that we enjoy. And, you know, the whole school doing that, I could just see that as, a really beautiful and powerful way to bring everybody together you're still doing a, you know still sort of uniform and still um yeah. all using concentration because the idea of a, of i don't know the principal or the teacher saying to this the child oh sit still or you know "Stand tall," or whatever i guess it's the idea behind all of that um i guess it comes back to them wanting them to be concentrated right and mm-hmm. yoga is mm-hmm. concentration and concentration totally. is like wisdom. <laughs> it's just so powerful. And I really see that in schools. Um, definitely as the new paradigm, because I mean, it is happening in a way like they have maybe yoga class once a week in some schools, but to do it like in a transition as a regular practice, um, it actually helps their brain like there's so much research out there around the link between um, learning And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, cognition and and all of that that information, like emotional learning, all of that stuff um, translates back into your ability to be able to concentrate and your ability to be able to feel peaceful and regulated. So when we were researching um, our book on a new paradigm Mm -hmm. of education, there was just so much information out there. And I was just like, I'm just fascinated that, it just hasn't become normalized. Like what are are people doing doing it the other way? It just doesn't make sense when there's this new way and it's not even new. It's ancient. It's like ancient. (laughs) We're not even talking about something new. Like that's what, what the irony of a new paradigm is. I feel like it's like ancient wisdom that's there that we just need to tap into. And and, and um, create, you know, it's it's to create better humans, happier humans, more intelligent humans. But I'm not saying you must not do maths. I'm just saying use it with maths. Let it work with yeah. you. Like there's so many so many of these special tools and techniques that are are so valid. I, I just so. get so excited.
1: Guess, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you because I'm thinking too. I mean, we, I once did run a program in a private school where we taught the teachers how to bring yoga into the classroom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Many teachers, they're just... They've got so much on. It's like, oh my god, and something else. Like, you know, this that you they. So it has to alter everything part has to change. But what they were interested in is how to start the day and to start the day with calm music. Start the day. You don't know what what's happened at their home. You don't know who what they're coming in with, what they're feeling, all of this. But as a teacher, to f- enjoy that yourself, like I know when it's chaos. And I have some nice music. Maybe it's fun music. I mean, it doesn't have to just be something relaxing. But bring everybody in to like, let's all sit down for a moment. Let's just find ourselves here. Let's do a breath work. Let's have a story, a visualization. Start the days from those places. You'll just get much more receptive um, children. They'll be willing to learn. Like, nobody can teach you something if you're not in a space to learn, right? If your head is elsewhere, if you're hanging on something else, you're closed off. You know, and and ideally, we want them to be as open to learning. There's so much information that you know they, for them to learn, and they love learning. Kids, their general natural ability is they want to know. How does this work with this? How does that? Like even little ones, right? right?
0: yeah it's powerful it's amazing exactly what you're, you're sharing um all the educators in our book we're all saying the same thing it's like how can you expect a child to learn when their mind is elsewhere and, and they've got like this window of time to focus for 10 minutes this is the moment you must learn your times tables <laughs> in these yeah. 10 minutes you know it's just absurd really like when you think about it and it's like an unfolding it's like you know when when we study meditation or yoga we don't expect to be the best like within the first session it's like an unfolding and a, a practice. That you're doing daily so i really really feel that this is necessary it's not even like a choice i feel like it's really needed um, to shift humanity to shift educators parents the children <laughs> everybody
1: yeah, you yeah know? absolutely and it has to come from the top down like if, if teachers are over way overworked and have so many kids in the classroom and all of this how do you pick out those if you can't don't have the moments for yourself that you've meditated in the morning that you've shown up to your classroom as best as you can be you know we're asking sort of impossibilities unless we're going to support them in another way right you can't just add, keep adding to people
0: a hundred percent a hundred percent i hear you on that and i know i think i just shared that before my own teaching style changed completely once i decided to practice my own uh, meditation um my patience changed my ability to see joy my ability to see kindness my ability just to see each child for who they are and their needs rather than focusing on needing to move through a program like i just connected with them it just opened up my heart to connect with what was needed um that was like on the simple level (laughs) no but that's
1: Um, powerful that is really really powerful that changes everything and i i mean i see that in parents and then you're seeing it as a educate like as a teacher within a school system like how that makes a difference that it's not an annoying kid in class. It's like, Oh, it's a little person who maybe needs support or here's a little, you know, you can do that when you feel, I mean, gosh, if I'm feeling really crappy and feeling unfulfilled and, and upset, I I bring that everything is annoying. Right. And then if I'm feeling in a place of, like you say, joy, and my heart is open and not in an impossible perfection way. Right. But just I'm choosing to live this way
0: totally I, I totally agree with you mm-hmm. and I think um, one other thing that came to mind too is as a teacher sometimes when I'm standing out the front of the classroom I wasn't able to address my own emotions like if I was feeling deeply angry or whatever inside of myself yeah. because I have children sitting there around me who are I'm I'm their role model and in the school system you know we're taught to you know, be kind or be quiet, or you're not taught to be like, oh, hey, children, I'm feeling angry. How are you? Like, it was never that kind of awareness of um, emotion. But what I feel is that by doing the regulation and doing the things like that, you're able to kind of then just kind of place that somewhere to deal with later and then be able to address the children in a beautiful way because we are human at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I also want to take it a step further. This is just me thinking out loud of um, allowing children to be able to learn how to to, to learn about emotion because quite often... Um, you know the the response that parents want to hear is oh I'm good mommy (laughs) you never want to hear the other way
1: all off me right yeah yeah you never never want to hear. perfect yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. and I'd like quite often I would ask children how are you and they're like yeah I'm okay like they never knew how to say anything more than good like you, you know do you feel kind do you feel happy do you feel sad and they would often be like I don't know I don't know so like i think that is also a skill to learn as well you know how to
1: absolutely to allow and i think what what came to mind for me with if you're at the front and you're feeling frustrated or angry the kids are going to sense that whether you try to hide it or not right mm-hmm. so you could within your own truth so you know what i've had a bit of a t-, and as parents like you don't you know i've had a kind of tough day guys i just want you to know it's not about you because kids take it all on right it's not about you so let's uh, today let's stand up and do um reach for your power a, a different breathwork I'm thinking of where you reach up or you inhale and then you bring your fist down towards your your solar plexus right your power station inhale and you, you could do something or let, you know let's just put on some music and dance let's you know i need to release and you give them permission for that you give them permission to go wow you know you, you Damn right you can feel angry and sad and you don't always have a reason, right? It's allowed allowed to not even have a particular thing, it's an emotion, we're people.
0: It's amazing. I just, um, before we finish for today, I wanted to know, like, all this wisdom that you're sharing with me and my eyes are, like, dropping, like, (laughs) do you have that captured anywhere in a course or in a book or can people find you to, to know this wisdom? Because I'm really interested myself to learn more about how I can help the children and then also I guess you also support parents, so you could share about that aspect as well.
1: Sure. So the book is my book is more my journey and there's definitely pieces in there to um, lots of pieces about how yoga changed all that for me and many examples as well. So that that's one place. I actually am almost ready to release a course that I have done to call parenting using the gifts of yoga where it will be more specific too. And then I have the one-on-one coaching which I um, have people actually have coaching with me just on yoga. Mm. And how, you know, a yoga class, a meditation made just for them, like this kind of uh, concept. And uh, yeah, otherwise, coaching and parenting is where I'm at. Okay, that's
0: beautiful. And where's your website or your link that people could find you? Could you share that as well?
1: Sure, it's, um, I'm mostly on Instagram in terms of social media wise. And that's under Parenting Success Coach, parenting underscore success underscore coach. And my website is the same, www.parentingsuccesscoach.com.
0: That's beautiful. And your book is available on Amazon as well, if people yes. want to get that as well, which is yeah, really powerful. We'll put this all place. Yeah. parenting from this place, and we'll put all the links for all of that um, in the bottom as well. So it's been an absolute honor to connect with you today. I feel like I've learned so much about myself and about education, oh, parenting, wonderful. about <laughs> tips I can use for my classroom and my children as well.
1: you thank you very much good I'm glad it resonated
0: yeah thank you so much so thank you everybody for tuning in to a new paradigm of education podcast Um, I feel like closing by saying namaste because I think that that really suits this podcast and it's a blessing for everybody out there to have peace and love enjoying their life and, and thank you for listening to all of us namaste